This is the Comedy Club with me, Arthur Smith, and our next programme is one you probably recognise from the TV. And as Andy Osho said the other night, radio is often the future of TV. And On the Town with the League of Gentlemen started on BBC Radio back in the 90s. The town here isn't Royston Vasey, but it is Spent, a similar kind of place with a less funny name. And tonight, there's a bug going round. Ooh, nasty. I hope it's not a woodlouse. They can really, like, get under your skin. Near the ice creams. Sorry? Cornet Chuck Ice 99. Oh, no, thanks. We'll have a winter sale, please, lad. I've not sold a thing since August. Oh, don't. Oh, excuse me. Yes? Can you tell me when the last train goes to London? Last train to London, 1953. <laughs> so about 5 to 8 then? Oh, no, 12th of March, 1953. <laughs> We've had no trains out since then. I've got a return ticket, I want to go home. Sorry, lad, we're closing the station down. What, now? Well, there's no call for it. Dennis Nielsen gets more visits than we do. <laughs> Pass that bag of nails, would you? We present On the Town with a League of Gentlemen, starring Mr. Mark Gatiss, Mr. Stephen Pemberton, and Mr. Reese Shearsmith. Episode 2 Death by Mau Mau. Right, can I have your attention, please? Good morning. As you know, we on Spent Council have a long tradition of community fundraising events, not least last year's Mammoth Slimathon, which was won by little Karen Beasley. <laughs> and of course, our thoughts go out to Karen's parents, what must be a very difficult time for them. Anyway, what of this year's event, I hear you cry. Well, I'd like to hand you over now to our very special dignitaries. Please give a warm hand to Mayors Radica and Dudica. Well, let me go. I think you'll find... Can I sit down first? Yes, 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 left first. Yes, left first. Well, my left. Will you be needing a chair, Mayors? Uh, no, no, we'll stand, thank you. <laughs> um, good morning. Good morning. As your mayors... Twin mayors. Twin mayors, yes. We are delighted... Oh, we're delighted, yes, to launch the fourth... The fifth. The fifth annual... Spent Fun Run. Run. Hooray. This year's run... Fun Run. Fun Run, yes. Because we want to put the emphasis on the fun... Rather than the run. Yes. <laughs> so, this year's run will be made more, more fun, fun... By having it in fancy, fancy dress, dress, yes. <laughs> Mr. Thurston, who runs the, the Looney Bin fancy dress shop, tells us <laughs> tells us the following costumes are still available. Wee Willy Winky, Winston Churchill, the Naughty Nun, the Randy Rabbi, Fred West, <laughs> Black Chef, Pig, and Pirate. <laughs> now. On the day we will be joined... Oh, we are joined. We are joined, yes. And, and always will be. <laughs> we will be joined by local radio personality... Bernice Woodall. Miss Bernice Woodall, who has kindly agreed to present the winner... The winner with a special prize. Mayor Radica and I will provide a running uh, commentary... A running... A running commentary on the day's event. We are unable to participate in the race as we have two left feet. And two right ones. <laughs> the route for this year's fun run passes by several local beauty spots including the old spent TB sanatorium and the towpath where they found that cat's head in a sock. <laughs> 
morning. You're listening to Bernice Woodall on Spent FM. More news just in. I've had a warning from the Spent Medical Centre about a rather nasty flu bug which the cold weather's bringing us. Apparently it makes the Ebola virus look like hay fever, so the message is get your bobble hats out. <laughs> of course, if the Medical Centre had spent a little more money on flu vaccinations and a little less money on doling out the pill and French letters to 12-year-olds... <laughs> We might not be in this mess in the first place. Here's the specials and too much too young. Mr. Train, mate. Hmm? No, I'm, I'm looking for a taxi. Going somewhere nice. What? Oh, I, I'm staying with my auntie and uncle, actually, for longer than I thought. Oh. <laughs> Ever done bird? What? Bird, mate. Porridge, stir, prison. Have I? God, no. No, nah, it's all right, mate. No worries. Five years, mate. Oh, God, was it, was it all right? No, mate, no. Do you mind watching me bags, mate? Got to make a phone call. No, no, wh where are they? Platform three, over the bridge. You want me to go over the bridge to look after your bags? Yeah. Nah, tell you what, got 10p? Oh, no, sorry, I've only got a tenner. I need that for the taxi. Tell you what, you give me the tenner. And? That's it, mate, you give me the tenner. <laughs> well, look, do I know you? Don't know, mate, you ever done bird? Look, we've been... <laughs> are you a squaddy? No, I'm a graduate. I'm a squaddy. Well, I was, before the bird. <laughs> the five years? No, mate, no. A bird. A woman. <laughs> I killed her. You killed someone? What for? A tenner. <laughs> Where? Platform three. <laughs> Near the bags. In the bags. She's in the bags on platform three? No, mate, no. Thank God for that. Some of her. <laughs> Where's the rest? Platform four. You got that tenner? Look. <laughs> someone be looking after you? There was, me wife. Where's she? Don't tell me. Platform three. And four. <laughs> I see, so the bird was your wife? No, mate, no. The bird was five years. Look, I've got... <laughs> this taxi knot's coming in. I think I'll, I think I'll walk it. OK. You got that tenner? <laughs> and then the policeman says, neither do I, but in your case, I'll make an exception. Yeah, I'll make an exception. <laughs> Uh, best days of our lives, eh, mate? Uh, uh, we had some laughs, all right. Yeah, come on, let's have a toast. Friends for life. Here, here. Right, who wants another drink? Uh, hang on, hang on, Brian. I've, um, I've got something to tell you both. You'll be pleased to know that uh, I've asked Cheryl to be my wife. Oh, congratulations, mate. <laughs> What's up there? Come off it, Brian, as if he'd marry that moose. <laughs> she looks about 100. Jeff. Who's giving her away, Moses? <laughs> Jeff. Piggy knickers. <laughs> Jeff, it is not a joke. But you're getting married? Yes. To that Cheryl? Yes. Aren't you pleased for me? I'm sickened. <laughs> I've been sitting here. You let me sit here going on and on about what a laugh we have, and all the time you've. Oh, I don't believe you. When? Next month. Oh, bye-bye. Jeff, where are you going? I'm off to Ingleby's getting a card in deepest sympathy. Don't be horrible, Jeff. The point is, I want to share my life with somebody, maybe even start a family. Oh, so selfish. <laughs> Look, we can still be friends. No, Mike, you're just my boss now. You're just someone I happen to work with. Four. Four, then. <laughs> Let that Cheryl be your mate, your companion. From now on, we're colleagues. Fine. Now, if you don't mind, colleague, I've got work to do. I'll see you later, Bri. Jeff. So, uh, what's the surprise? Brian. Yes, Jeff. Do you think he'll want me to be his best man?
love, would you like an ice cream? Hey? Oh, I'm sorry, Bob, uh, Barbara. I didn't recognise you. I've got a different eyeshadow on. <laughs> what, uh, what's going on here, do you know? They closed the station. Oh, brilliant. I thought it was dead. It's dead everywhere, Barbara. And so will I be if I don't shift those cornettos. I took on a second mortgage to buy this van. Hey, Barbara, you don't fancy a Zoom, do you? Do I, Eck? What are you trying to do? Give me new more, do you? All right, all right. Keep your wig on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Howard. I didn't mean to snap. It's just that I'm going in for my operation tomorrow. What the fuck? Ah, uh, the biggie. And if I get so much as a sniffle, Dr. Mikos says I'm back down the bottom of the waiting list again, you know. Well, that miniskirt doesn't look very warm. You know about this bug going around, don't you? You're right. Well, I'm off back to my taxi. And get some tights on. You must be freezing your knackers off. Hopefully, Alan. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Seekers. Morning. Morning. Sit up straight, Mickey Luff. Now, for those lost sheep who went astray last time, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Pauline, but I want you to think of me as a shepherdess. What, like Heidi? Like Heidi, <laughs> but I don't live on a mountain, I live on an estate. <laughs> for I am going to be herding you lots through the maze of your restart course and into the job pen. Now, this week, Job Seekers, we're going to be looking at your career options. Some of you, I know, will want to follow in your father's footsteps, but you can't sign on forever. So, today, we're going to be looking at sales jobs. Namely, how to sell this. The Big Issue. Now, for those of you not in the know, The Big Issue is a magazine. It's like Bunty, but written by tramps. <laughs> It's full of stories and poems and, look, Mickey Love, pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you job seekers, can earn a little bit of money for yourselves by getting out there and selling it to real people. People with jobs. People who know what weekends are. It's like Penny for the Guy, but you don't keep the money. So, <laughs> come on, gents, get your coats on. We're going to have a little field trip down to the high street. Pauline? What now, Ross? This is a waste of time. You are. We're jobless, not homeless. It's like you've given up on us. Just because we're unemployed doesn't mean we're stupid. Mickey, love, what is the capital of France? Wine. <laughs> I'll see you downstairs. Come on, get with the partner and hold the hands. I don't want anyone getting lost. And don't forget your pens. I know what you like. <laughs> Oh, she's taken it that bad, Dr. Chinnery. That little hamster means the world to her. I quite understand, Mrs. Wheatley. What's his name, Susie? Lapwick. <laughs> Hello. Hello, old son. Oh, dear. What's the matter with him, Dr. Chinnery? Oh, it's nothing too serious. Just a touch of uh, crimson cheek. A husk of sunflower seed must have caught in his gums and his mouth's all infected. Ooh. Is that why his face is all puffed up like a big balloon? Yes, and what we have to do is relieve all the pressure that's built up inside the balloon of Lampwick's face. <laughs> can, can you make him better? Of course, Susie. It's very simple, really. You know that party trick where you stick a small piece of sellotape onto the skin of a balloon and then you push a pin into it? Yes. And the balloon doesn't burst, does it? No. No, no. Slowly but surely the air leaks out 
And that's what's going to happen with Lampwick's infection. I'll, uh, I'll just put this antiseptic tape onto his cheek. There we go. Now, we get this little knife. Oh. Uh, don't worry, it's uh, just a scalpel. Now, you hold him tight, Susie. That's it. There's a brave soldier. Just one quick incision. Mrs. Wheatley, have you got any kitchen paper? What's the point of giving flu jabs to old people? It's like giving new shoes to a paraplegic. Now we go over to... So is that clear, Iris? The central heatings on the timer are as either lights, the curtains, and the thing that turns down the bedclothes. Yes, Mrs. Lambert. Oh, I'm so glad I'm going away, Iris. All this illness about is so depressing. Anyway, I've cancelled the milk, the dog's offal, and my tarot woman. Well, hang her. She didn't know I was going away, so she can't be up to much, can she? No, Mrs. Lovett. But the chicken man's coming round on Friday, as usual, so don't forget. Oh, don't you hate packing? There's so much you have to remember. Jaeger suits, scoochy shoes, Chanel bags. Shall I put these knickers into salt, Mrs. Lovett? Do you know Antigua, Iris? See the chicken man. No, love. Antigua. The place in the Caribbean. Sapphire, blue oceans, cloudless sky, white sand. Do you travel, Iris? We had a week booked in Kendall, but... <laughs> I don't know how some people get by without a break. Do you, Iris? With my schedule, I'm all passion spent by the time Ricky Lake comes on. Well, me and Rod take the dogs up to Plumpton Rocks so and we want to unwind. We love quality television. Do you have UK gold? No, we have stock. <laughs> well, taste's a very personal thing, isn't it? I mean, look at you and Ron. I wouldn't have paid all that money to stone-clad my house if I lived in a gloomy little terrace like yours. <laughs> Looks like a white filling in a mouthful of rotten teeth. <laughs> oh, and be careful with that nighty, dear. It costs more than UOK's catalogue. <laughs> yes, Mrs. Lovett. <laughs> oh, Bob. Thank God. All right, lad, up in. Thanks. Look, could you take me back to Swan Mills, please? Right, oh. Hey, miserable weather we're having, isn't it? Yeah, I've been standing in it all day. I'm freezing. Well, I hope you haven't got this bloody bug. <laughs> Are you okay, Barbara? Oh, I'm sorry, love. I shouldn't talk to you like that. I'm nervous about tomorrow, and to tell you the truth, I'm on. You're on? Yeah. I came on this morning. You know, time of the month. So I feel a bit emotional, like there's a, a black cloud hanging over my head. You said you hadn't had the operation yet. I haven't. That's the weird thing. I woke up this morning and my bed's like a butcher's slab. <laughs> Amazing thing, the human body. <laughs> Dr. Miko says it's my hormones. I keep shouting at people for no reason. <laughs> right, that's it. Get your stinking germs out of my taxi. Oh, no, please. Filthy pig. Deny me my womanhood, would you? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hello? Who is it? Mike. It's me, Jeff. <laughs> what do you want, Jeff? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm on the toilet. You haven't got Brian in there, have you? 
What? Only I heard him going on about a speech. What, what are you talking about, Jeff? Look, Je I've come to apologise. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry for what I said. I'm really happy for you, and I, and I love that, Cheryl. I don't fancy her, obviously. She's really old-looking, but... <laughs> you do, and that's the point. Look, can't this wait? Hey, Mike, remember when we were kids and you kept falling off your bike on Red Orchestra Estate and someone lent you the stabilisers? Yeah. Who was it? Brian. No, it wasn't Brian, it was me. Brian lived up at Swan Mills, if you remember. His mum wouldn't let him play with us. It's always been you and me, Mike. Mikey. <laughs> so, are we friends again? Yes, Jeff, we're friends. Good, because, you know, you could ask me to do anything and I'd do it for you. You know, make a speech, tell a few jokes. <laughs> anything? Yeah. All right, then. Nip down to the store cupboard and get me some bog roll. I've been sat here half an hour. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I had to come back. The station was closed. There was this man. I tried to get a taxi, but Dr. Mikos yes. says... Don't worry yourself, Benjamin. We insist you stay until you're fully recovered. Of course, of course. Myself and Auntie Val want you to treat this place just like your own home. And it means you'll be here for the fun run. I'm making a special costume for you. Yes. Uh, could I finish my bath now, please? <laughs> Obviously, your mucal distemper threatens the well-being of my pet toads. But we'll just have to be very careful, won't we? Oh, dear, you do look poorly. Yeah, I've got a terrible headache, so if I could just be on my own for a bit... Oh, Benjamin, Benjamin... Pain is a terrible thing, and pain comes in many forms. People used to laugh at me because I was afflicted with facial warts. <laughs> they would whisper behind my back, there goes Harvey Toadface, or quick hide, Toadface Denton is coming. And that was just me and the children. <laughs> After a time, I felt myself drawn to that which I was compared. I found sweet succor in the company of toads. So you see, there are many ways to turn one's mind from suffering. Yes, uh, please, Uncle Harvey. However, you must understand that in this house, there are certain avenues of gratification that are forbidden. I'll just go downstairs and sew the web feet on your costume. I can picture the scene. A sweat-soaked brow, swollen glands, a box of man-sized tissues within easy reach on the bedside table... <laughs> And then, in a moment of fevered ennui, you find yourself frantically... If I could, uh, finish my bath? Of course, Benjamin, of course. I'll get out and leave you to it. <laughs> oh, listen to me, Iris. I'm absolutely loaded with cold. I know. I thought someone let a pig in the hallway. <laughs> Still, I must soldier on. I've got a plane to catch. Soon all this misery will be but a faded memory. You'll be stuck in the thick of it, of course. I've heard the bug started on your estate. All those kiddies racing round in the vest and pants. I've seen them use the gutters as a urinal. Well, if you've got a go, you've got a go. <laughs> Armies of young mums with eczema and pushchairs. <laughs> and the men, goalkeepers, hands, mucky tracksuits. And that many tattoos, their arms look like lumps of stilton. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be scared to pop my head round the door. Well, we don't go out that much. Ron prefers an early night. <laughs> Them's nice panties, Mrs Leverton. Thank you. Eddie got me them in Paris. Of course, I won't get an expensive brief. No, you should treat yourself from time to time. It's just I get through that many pairs. Ron pulling at them with his big fingers. <laughs> really? Well, if you could do Eddie's collars... I've given up wearing anything in bed. There's no point with Ron's libido the way it is. He's like a lad of 19 sometimes. Fancy. 
And if you could button the shirts after you've done them. Five, six times a night in the morning. Yes, well, when... <laughs> well, when Eddie and I were first married... Oh, it's always been like that for us. Like a couple of young kids in love. It just gets better and better. He has me doing things that would make a whore blush. <laughs> of course, when we're in the warmer climes, Eddie will often wear nothing but his bathing trunks. This way, that way, some of it barely legal. Sometimes I'm lying there thinking, will this pleasure never end? <laughs> There's the taxi. Did I tell you we're flying club class? And that doesn't mean you get a free chocolate biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice afternoon here, Iris. I'll see you in a fortnight. Bye! Don't do anything I wouldn't do. That doesn't leave him any option. <laughs> <laughs> and so the doctor says, How long have you had it? And the frog says, It started as a boil, I'll be bub. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Hey, uh, Brian, tell Mike Mau Mau. You are? You know, that one about the Mau Mau. Oh, I can't remember it, Jeff. You tell him. No, you can, Mike. Danny Torres told this joke at the Con Club, and it's the funniest bloody joke. Tell it, Brian. Me? Yeah, go on. All right. <laughs> uh, there's these three fellas. Yeah, Englishmen, Irishmen, Scotchmen. Yeah. And they get lost in the desert. Yeah, jungle. Is it? Yeah, go on. <laughs> All right. They get lost in the jungle, and they get killed by these cannibals. No, not yet. You've missed the old bloody joke out, you idiots. Well, I can't remember it, Jeff. You tell it. You can just think what the end is. And then go back. There's an Englishman fruit. What? It's the fruit. Oh! <laughs> he remembers it. Yeah. All right. He remembers uh, it now. Englishman, Irishman, all right. They get captured by these cannibals and they have to go out in the jungle and pick ten pieces of fruit and bring them back. So they come back and the chief says, So, Englishman. Do the voice. <laughs> the chief says, So, Englishman, now you must choose between death or Mau Mau. And the Englishman says, we English will not bow to us, heavens, I'll choose Mau Mau. So they grab him and they shove the ten pieces of fruit up his ass. Yeah, and what did he pick? Oh, yeah, the Englishman chose cherries. <laughs> oh, cherries, imagine that, Mike, ten cherries shoved up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> cherries are only really small, though, aren't they? <laughs> Go on, Brian. So the chief turns to the Scotchman and says, death, uh, death or Mau Mau, and the Scotchman says, Mau Mau, and... Oh, what... What's the Scotchman's fruit, Jeff? Is it bananas? No, no, it's smaller than that. <laughs> well, let's just say bananas. No, it's too big. It spoils the next one. <laughs> Apples? No. Strawberries? What, in the jungle? <laughs> Come on, just think what it is for a minute. Not strawberries. Kiwi? Yeah. Hey, Brian. Why are there no aspirins in the jungle? Dunno. Because the parrots eat them all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, I'd have said paracetamol. Uh. <laughs> well, either way, I think it yeah. works, you know. Plums! What? The plums, come on. Oh, Jeff, it doesn't matter now. Oh, see, it matters, he's right near the end. There's only the Irishman left. Come on, Brian. <laughs> the chief turns to the Irishman, he says, death or Mau Mau. You didn't do the voice. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Finish it! I can't remember it. Finish it! I can't remember it, Jeff. Please! Jeff, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a big bloody joke to you, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, Jeff can't tell a joke. Jeff is a joke. Jeff isn't funny enough to be Mike's best man. Jeff? Well, you know I've got this gun, don't you? <laughs> oh, you're listening now, right? Well, you are going to tell this joke. And we're all going to laugh. 
or else Mike gets it. Ooh. Ooh. Calm down, calm down. We'll get to the end of the joke. Jesus. Um, the chief says to the Irishman, "Death, death, or mau mau." The Irishman looks at his fruit. Pineapples. 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 He looks at his pineapples and he says, uh, "I don't think I could stand the mau mau. I'll choose death." And the chief says to him. Get it right, Brian. <laughs> the chief says to the Irishman, I "Can't remember." Well, he says, "Death by Mau Mau." Oh, have you heard it? <laughs> yeah. It's good though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oi, three bluebirds. <laughs> It's 2am. I've got Lee joining me on the line. Where are you calling from, Lee? Platform 3. <laughs> I see. Uh, now, apparently, Lee's in a bit of a state. He says his life's in pieces. And... No, mate, no. My wife's in pieces. <laughs> ah, good morning! Good morning, and welcome to the the fifth, the fifth annual spent fun run. <laughs> I can see the competitors are raring to go. <coughs> so, on your mark, your mark, yes, get set, get set, yes, go, go, go yes, go, yes, go. Come on, Benjamin. Go, Benjamin. Go like the wind. In this race, you run for the glory of all toots. <laughs> What's the matter with him? Maybe I should have cut him out to my hole. <laughs> and it's Fred West, Fred West on the outside, followed by the Garden Gnome, Garden Gnome, and I think that's Cleoling. I'm a 3D green. Fred West still out in front. Oh, but the toad has tripped. The toad has tripped over the Garden Gnome. That's where you're going, you stupid frog. <laughs> He's a toad. Benjamin won, isn't that wonderful? I can't breathe, I can't see. It's a miracle considering how much energy he expends shaking hands with the governor of love. <laughs> it's not fair, I wonder if I'm not got stuck in that bit of bubble gum. <laughs> well, what a lucky young fellow, whoever you are. Thanks to the generosity of spent council, the Chamber of Commerce, and this freak here. Thank you, thank you. I, Bernice Woodall, am delighted to tell you that you have won. A fabulous prize. It's a holiday. Harvey, a holiday? An all-expenses-paid luxury five-day holiday for two in spent. You have been listening to On the Town with a League of Gentlemen, starring Mark Gatiss, Steve Pemberton and Reese Shearsmith. The programme was written by the cast and Jeremy Dyson. The producer was Sarah Smith.
Yes, can I help you, madam? Hello, love. I've got an appointment to see Dr. Mikos today. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm fighting fit and ready for the knife. Uh, Dr. Mikos has called in sick. Didn't you know there's this bug going round? Half the staff are off. It's chaos round here. Oh, great. Don't worry, miss. There is another doctor who's kindly come in to help us out. I'll page him for you. Oh, here he is. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. How are you feeling today? Dr. Chinnery? Now, don't you worry about a thing. 